Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Snoozecast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on Instagram at snoozecast for updates and behind the scenes content. This episode is supported by our Patreon supporters and by Carriage Paths. Tonight, we'll read The Good Anna, a short story written by Gertrude Stein as part of her first published book, titled Three Lives, published in 1909. Stein was an American novelist, poet, playwright, and art collector. Born in the United States, she moved to Paris as an adult and stayed there with her partner, Alice Toklas, for the rest of her life. She hosted an influential Paris salon where the leading figures of modernism in literature and art, such as Pablo Picasso, Ernest Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and Henri Matisse would meet. Two quotes from Stein's works have become widely known. Rose is a rose is a rose is a rose. And there is no there there. The good Anna is set in the fictional city of Bridgepoint, which is modeled after Baltimore, Maryland, where Stein lived at one time. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. The good Anna, 
the tradesmen of Bridgepoint learn to dread the sound of Miss Matilda, for with that name, the good Anna always conquered. The strictest of the one-price stores found that they could give things for a little less when the good Anna had fully said that Miss Matilda could not pay so much and that she could buy it cheaper by Lindheim's. Lindheim's was Anna's favorite store, for there they had bargain days when flour and sugar were sold for a quarter of a cent less for a pound, and there the heads of the departments were all her friends and always managed to give her the bargain prices, even on other days. Anna led an arduous and troubled life. Anna managed the whole little house for Miss Matilda. It was a funny little house, one of a whole row of all the same kind that made a close pile like a row of dominoes that a child knocks over, for they were built along a street which at this point came down a steep hill. They were funny little houses, two stories high, with red brick fronts and long white steps. This one little house was always very full with Miss Matilda, an underservant, stray dogs and cats, and Anna's voice that scolded, managed, grumbled all day long. Sally, can't I leave you alone a minute, but you must run to the door to see the butcher boy come down the street? And there is Miss Matilda calling for her shoes. Can I do everything while you go around, always looking about for nothing at all? If I ain't after you every minute, you'd be forgetting all the time, and I take all this pains. And when you come to me, you was as ragged as a buzzard and as dirty as a dog. Go and find Miss Matilda her shoes where you put them this morning. Peter, her voice rose higher, Peter. Peter was the youngest and the favorite dog. Peter, if you don't leave Baby alone. Baby was an old blind terrier that Anna had loved for many years. Peter, if you don't leave Baby alone, I take a rawhide to you, you bad dog. The good Anna had high ideals for canine chastity and discipline.